everyone. Welcome to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Link. It's a podcast where we help you discover your best health ever. So I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood, your host today, and we have the esteemed pleasure to welcome our one of our brand new, most awesome friends, Laura Harris-Smith. So thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for you having you on here. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the invite. I always love an opportunity to inspire people to get healthier body, mind, and spirit. Come on. I love that. So I got to tell people the bio. I was looking through your website last evening in preparation for this because it's it's always wise for the host to know who you're talking to. So (laughs) I I love the website. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Laura is an author, a TV host, a speaker, certified nutritional counselor, master's of science in original medicine, a co-pastor, a wife, and get this, she's a mom of more than a basketball team. We're talking five plus one, six kids. Um, Published her first book at 27. Uh, She's been featured on uh, Shop at Home TV, Saturn, American Red Cross, the Canadian Shopping Channel, Tiffany Lamps, Kodak, Sony's, O'Charlie's, Crest Oral-B, and much, much more. Um, Wow. I love what you state. Now, I've got to quote this. This is cool. No matter what I'm teaching on or who I'm teaching to, the single-minded ambition is sure to emerge, convincing people they can communicate with Jesus and helping them be whole, spirit, mind, and body. Mm -hmm. Wow. So tell me what inspired you to do that, all this stuff. Oh, well, I tell you what, Dr. Mark, I, I love prayer. Okay. I love talking to Jesus. I I came to know the Lord when I was 10 years old and I was in a situation where I needed somebody to talk to. Mm. So when people ask me, how do you, how do you learn to hear the Lord? I just say, man, you got to get desperate and he's got to be your only friend. (laughs) And then you will hear him at a whole new level. So I've always been passionate about that. But as I began to began to work with people and as we became full-time pastors 15 years ago, I just started noticing that what was really tripping people up was not so much that they couldn't hear the Lord, but that they were either unhealthy in their spirit or in their mind. You know, they would hear the Lord, but they couldn't take yes for an answer. They couldn't believe that was him talking to them, or they couldn't believe that spiritually they could even step out and do anything in faith he was telling them to do. Or physiologically, they were so run down and so exhausted. They'd fall into bed at night and all of these dreams that the Bible talks about, I wrote another book on that. All of those type things were just they were thrown into what I call REM rebound and they would have craziest dreams because they weren't sleeping right. Anyway, I think they're very linked. I think if you're healthy spirit, mind and body, I think you are going to have a better communication and a better relationship with the Lord. That's, that's everybody's birthright as a believer. So I am passionate about both of those things. I do think they go hand in hand. Oh yeah. And certainly, you know, here and this, falls right into the uh, agreement with philosophy, mind, body, spirit. I mean, we, we here have, uh, you know, the Lord Jesus is our CEO. He's the chief physician and we're not going to, we're not going to fire him because we need him. I think he's been fired enough from probably healthcare schools and government at this point. So we need to do better than that. So uh, what prompted you? I mean, you, you've just written the first book at 27. I'm wow. What prompted you to kind of get into writing books and, you know, becoming a speaker and a pastor and all that? Well, I, I will tell you this, that I, television found me when I was three years old. My parents put me in a commercial. I don't even remember if that was their idea. So 
So I've always had one foot in media. But when I was in third grade, I wrote a poem for a poetry contest on, uh, I think it was Water, Watergate. I was eight years old. I wrote a poem about Watergate. Remember that. That's aging all of us. Yeah. So I just developed a love for making words do tricks and, you know, rhyming and that type of thing. And then um, I began to have an interest in um, theater and I would go to like I, I would, you know, have um, what am I trying to say? I guess like what you, you know, when you have like sketches at church and skits and dramas and dinner theaters and that kind of thing. I was doing all of that kind of stuff. And then one day someone said to me, um, you know, you really ought to write a full length play for us, Laura. And I said, I can't, I don't have the attention span to write anything full time, you know, full length like that. I can write skits and I can write poems and that's it. And, and this lady, she nagged me at my church forever. And so honestly, Dr. Mark, these 20, whatever books now I've written are the result of somebody at the local church level getting in my face and saying, you've got something you need to be doing for the Lord. I think you can do this. Why don't you do it? And this woman nagged me until I. I wrote the full play, and then in our very first season, there was a publisher in the audience, and that's how I got my first book deal, was just doing what that little old woman told me to do, and just sit down and try to write something longer than a poem, and so I did it, and I've not quit writing. Sounds like that little woman was maybe an angel in your life delivering a message to the Lord. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, I've got the newest book you've written right here in front of me, and and I was struck by this. I, I, I told you prior to coming on, I had a couple of areas that I... I had uh, did the infamous dog ear on, and you know, I like to I like to grab things and write on them. But one one area, and I quote: "That are you willing to do whatever it takes to walk in health with your healer, so that you can be well for as long as you live?" Mm-hmm. Explain that one. I mean, I think I know the answer, but I want people to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus would often ask people questions. He would say, "Who do you say that I am?" Um, and so he asked. You know, the man who was by the pool, the angel was stirring the waters and he was he was needing healing. And yet Jesus asked him what he wanted. He asked him a a question instead of just assuming what he wanted. So I actually start the book out that way. Mm -hmm. You need to hear yourself say, I want to be well. We don't need to just assume because the moment you say it, then you are responsible for those words. And I I tell you what um, I have found. That if people can just be, if they can just come to grips with that and answer that question, yes, I do want to be well, now what? They will do whatever it takes, but never drawing that line in the sand and Mm -hmm. making the decision to make changes. If you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. Yeah, we talked often here about uh, setting the bar. you got to set it so high that you can't reach that alone if you set it. At the place you think you can set it, you might just reach it. I mean, that's a problem right there. Um, And, you know, kind of tagging on that as we move forward in the book, another one that struck out, the Holy Spirit is waiting right now for you to give him access to that eternal part of you that is longing for his touch. That that one hit me because, you know, right now. So talk about that right now moment. Well, if you don't believe in being able to be touched by God, if you don't believe in a supernatural God, then you're going to be miserable. Uh, because you were created by a supernatural God and mm-hmm. he put the supernatural inside of you to be activated. So if you're going about life, aiming for nothing, 
um, no real goals in sight. And you never, to me, that's the symptom of somebody who's not spending time with the Lord, because I find if I spend time with him, he inspires me. I come out of with more projects than I know what to do with. And, you know, so the Lord just wants that intimacy with us. And if you won't walk away when he nudges your heart to do so, if you'll let him interrupt your schedule, he will give you more creative ideas than you can imagine, because we're never more like the creator than when we create, right? So if you mm. spend time with the creator, then those things are going to be an overflow. So I always urge people, take that now moment with God, take it right now. Don't let it pass. Mm. He does have something good in store for you. It's not wasted time. I like that. And, and I'm going to ask you something right now. It's kind of off script, but I want to get your take on it because I feel like you would have a good, interesting one. We've said many times in here that the manifestation of physical symptoms is most times the the, the problem of spiritual brokenness. So talk about that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I it's up for debate. I understand yeah. that. But my thinking is that because we are triune, we're made in the image of a triune God. We have a body, mind, and spirit. We can't segregate those. That's right. And you see the Trinity hard at work in the Garden of Eden, even, because he said, let us make man in our image. This us and our was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so we're made as triune beings. And therefore, you can't just segregate and say, okay, well, I don't feel well today, so I think I'm going to take this pill. Or, you know, that'd be just treating one third of you, just, just treating the body. Or you can't say, I don't feel well today, I'm just going to pray. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't set well with some people, but I firmly believe if there's something wrong in your body, it's probably the last manifestation of something that yeah, started totally. in the spirit or started in your mind with strife. And, you know, so I just, I encourage people to treat not just one third or two thirds of a person, but to be whole and to deal with each sickness that comes or each heartache that comes. Yeah, right. Prayer requests that come. Deal with it, body, mind, and spirit, and you're more likely to come out of the situation whole, you know, better than you even were before. Do you feel like that potentially we have uh, tried to separate, separate or segregate those things in our world? Oh, yeah. Oh, but look in the church. We have with that, too. We have tried yep. to, OK, well, I like God, but I'm not sure about Jesus or OK, I, I accept God and Jesus is the only yep. way to it. I don't want that Holy Spirit stuff, you know, like That's good. I mean, Very good. Or three in one. And so we have to pay attention to all three. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but you're probably going to get to heaven a little bit quicker. It's just got to be paid attention <laughs> to if you want to walk in wholeness and yep. you want to be healthy. And I, I'm passionate about seeing the army of God strong for these last mm-hmm. days. I don't Amen. want us walking around. Yeah. You know, I can tell by looking at you, you want that. You know, like you want there to be um, no spot or wrinkle in that dress, that, you know, for the bridegroom's bride. And, and yet I also think of the analogy of we need a strong army in these last days. And yeah. I, I am tired of seeing ministers taken out left and right. Try. One pork at a time, one plate full at a time. I'm, I'm, I lost, I have lost too many ministers and friends that I admire who really said, you know, well, Jesus has got my back. It doesn't matter how I eat. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what I do. And I, I've gotten to the point now, I'm pretty bold about it. I just believe that we have to be better stewards of the temple yep. of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that in doing that, I think we live longer and stronger to minister, for him, which is what I want to do. <laughs> I want you to say that one more time because that that we 
we've said that many times, but I think hearing it from you is, is, is good. What did you say again is, is potentially factoring in heavily to taking people out before their time? Yeah. Is that they just think, well, God's got my back. I'm praying. I didn't have time to take care of myself this week. I didn't have time to exercise. I didn't have time to eat right. Um, so God's yeah. got my back. And then they kill themselves one fork full at a time, one plate full at a time, mm. instead of realizing that they can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live long and live strong. Oh, I love that. So, you know, that's kind of segue into our next question is what's your take or opinion on the status of America's health right now? Well, America <laughs> is in a crisis. America has been in a crisis for quite a while. Yeah. Um, there is nothing like, you know, this hour that we're in for God to prove himself that we absolutely have to have um, a miracle. We have to have in the in the world of medicine, in the world of, um, okay, in about, in a few months, I will have my degree finished. I'll be a homeopathic doctor, or excuse me, I'll be a naturopathic doctor. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I am really passionate about this one, and I want to read this to you. Here's this little thing I have. Maybe you've seen it um, before, but it says, uh, doctor, I have an earache or backache or whatever it is. Okay, 500 BC, they said, here, eat this root. 300 AD, they said, that root is heathen. Say this prayer. In 1750, they said, that prayer is superstitious. Drink this, drink this potion. In the 1900s, they said, that potion is snake oil. Swallow this pill. In 1945, they said that pill is ineffective. Take this antibiotic. And now in the 2000s, they're saying that antibiotic is artificial. Eat this root. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, you have to send that to me. That's awesome. So we're back yeah. to the Garden of Eden. And this is why my degrees are in, my bachelor's, my master's are in original medicine. And that means you go back to where did God put man when he created him? In a garden. Yep. And so you're going back to the things that God gave us to prevent disease and to cure disease, all of which I believe he gave us on the third day of creation. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think America is in a place right now where she's being cornered into seeing the right way to do things. She's going to fall on her face a few more times. There's no one person or, or one policy or political party that's going right. to cure it all, sign something that's going to resolve it all, um, because ultimately that just puts our health care in the hands of the government. Yep. And I really don't want the government telling me what to put in my mouth. So <laughs> the world is right now, they are looking for the natural things. Okay, what that maybe I could do that. Maybe whereas 10, 20 years ago, they thought, as I just read to you, mm -hmm. maybe it's more responsible to go take an antibiotic at my yep. house. When we feel the symptoms of something coming on, which I haven't had a cold or a flu in years, but mm -hmm. when I feel something coming on, I immediately go immediately go hit my oil of oregano. I have a really oh, yeah. good oil of oregano, and I start hitting that, and within 24 hours, I'm fine. Well, lo and behold, I don't know if you've heard, but Purdue Chicken, they've taken on the same thing. They don't give their chickens antibiotics anymore. Mm -hmm. They put oil of oregano in their water, so they go through their water feeds and they get the oil of oregano. So that's replacing it. So. So slowly, to answer your question, I believe our nation, I believe the world is coming back around to a more natural perspective. And it's my mm -hmm. prayer that that leads them to the creator. Yeah, it's funny because we, we started, uh, my, my wife, Dr. Michelle, and I doing this. I mean, we were considered outcasts, freaks, uh, quacks, 
as you can guess, and from one naturopathic doctor to another soon to be, um, you know, we were considered like witch doctors, uh, that kind of stuff. I didn't talk about y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, today, I even had someone text me today and say, I just tested positive for COVID. Because at the time of this recording, this is the pandemic is going on. What do I do? And I and I, I paused for a second. And I thought, boy, what a great responsibility, but what a great opportunity now yes. to walk someone through what is said to be negative to a positive. And I've said too, and I think you would agree with this, that I think this current pandemic, uh, Laura, is is a blessing because it shows us our weakness and gives us an opportunity to come back to those roots pun intended, like that, that we were supposed to be at first. So uh, what's your comment on that? Mm. Well, I just, for whoever it was that contacted you, we speak health over them. It it is a serious situation that we're in right now. And I totally acknowledge that. I do believe that I was exposed uh, to COVID. I I did go and get tested. Mm -hmm. I had about a half a day where I felt like I was in a war in my body. I can't Mm -hmm. really describe to you. I've never felt it like that before. Um, my fever, I, I had developed it instantly spiked a fever, which at our house, and I don't, I'm not saying for your viewers to do this, but at our house, we don't, we don't treat fevers. We think they are to burn out the virus that, you know, they're Amen. like, well our friend. and so, um, you know, we're praying and rebuking the sickness, but we're allowing the fever to do its work. And so right. we did that. I didn't take anything. And I mean, literally within hours, I was fine. It never manifested. I think yep. my immune system won. And uh, I, I want to go get the antibodies test to see. But uh, but anyway, I think I think what we have to do is we have to just as believers, not just think anymore. How can I reach the world evangelistically? God has put a tool in your hands right now. You can reach the world one sick person at a time and, Come on. and say, God created this for us. Drink this. Eat this. Take this. I can't tell you how many people wind up at our church. Because I give them, you know, some vitamin C for something when they're sick, or I send them a, you know, a little healing regimen when they, and all of a sudden they realize, wow, I want to serve a God that made these things. And, and so to me, um, helping people get well is the best evangelistic tool out there because everybody wants it. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you a funny question now, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, Do you have a donut ministry in your church? A donut minister? <laughs> no. I had to ask that because you know what? I've that's no. been sort of a pet peeve of mine. You know, what is that? So, you know, there's no such thing, is there? I don't think so. if there is, it's the devil's ministry. But anyway, keep going with it. <laughs> Come on, you are a fire plug. I love that. <laughs> you know, we live in the south, so down here they they have that and it's it's purely demonic. I'll say it. It's not of God. God's never going to direct somebody to put something in their mouth that's going to destroy his body because that doesn't, that would make him sort of the schizophrenic, uh, <laughs> the psychotic God that we, we, we don't have. Um, what do you, you know, this kind of tags on to what you thought. We know America's health is in a, is in a terrible position. Trends are in the wrong direction. If you had to nail it down to a missing link or links, what would that be? People have to get desperate. They have to get sick enough. And when I got so sick, it was sleep deprivation. I just, I love what I do. I would stay up all night, two days at a time, maybe get three or four hours sleep and homeschooled my kids. So I'd get up and do it all again the next day with them there. And, and if you don't go to sleep, I learned that your organs will go to sleep for you. Yeah. So 
you know, stage four adrenal exhaustion is when all your organs shut down. I didn't even know I had it until I was in stage three. So I was told mm-hmm. make changes or die. I went on total bed rest for 12 weeks. People at my church, this one woman, she started um, rallying meals for me. And she said, now, Pastor Laura, tell us what you need to eat. I said, oh, honey, every meal is like a final exam. I mean, I was a farmer's daughter and suddenly I was eating. Yeah. I went to a whole new level. And the 30 day faith detox book that I wrote actually yep. came out. But I just told her, I said, no, just cook for the kids. It's too difficult what I'm having to do. And she said, Pastor Laura, if you have to eat like this, we're all going to learn to eat like this. So Man. for that summer, people started showing up at my door with meals and they were skinnier and skinnier and their skin looked different. And before we knew it, our church, Eastgate, had become this place where everybody wanted to get healthy. Now, first potluck after that, okay? <laughs> I'm getting to answer your question. The pressure is on when people find themselves in a group environment and it's just easier to throw something out of a box and add some water and stir it up, put it in the microwave. And so I really, it was, it was there at that gathering actually, where I walked in and I saw all this healthy food and the dessert was only like, um, there was some granola, homemade granola and some fruit. I was, I was stunned. And then this one guy walks in and he has been to the store. There were two college age guys and they had coffee cake. (laughs) And And one of them was diabetic. Oh no. What did you do? Life one, no pancreas activity, you know? And I said, what are you, what are you doing? You have what? And so you have to be willing to kind of lovingly confront. I kind of go in mama and I do it. And my husband will usually go, Oh, Laura, please don't let's not make doctrine out of this. Okay. And I'm like, why it's doctrine. Like let's, it's not first tier salvation, but come on, let's (laughs) encourage people. So I did, and I said something, and, and I had to leave early, and evidently there was somebody else in there that day who had a service dog that senses low blood sugar. Wow. And went up to him, was very agitated by him, and he did wind up having uh, an attack that day. No and kidding. So, mm. so, yeah, so I think if you just kind of be the example, and on the emails we send out, we say, instead of bring a side, we say bring a healthy side. It's just yeah. Vocabulary, things have to change and you'll turn the Titanic around. And I believe we can do it in the country too. It takes some messaging and advertising is going to be key, but that's what you and I are for, right? <laughs> so what would you what would you say to a pastor out there who says, you know what, Laura? You know what, Mark? You guys are right. I know that. The Lord's been working on me. What would you say to the pastor that's dealing, because I've dealt with this, that's dealing with a little bit of uh, perhaps fear or anxiety about making changes regarding people's diet, regarding these dinners and gatherings. What would you say? Well, now it was life or death with me. And so people complied. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really what began to happen was they began to see the fruit. Yeah. And they be- and so we became a majority. So I would say that there is going to be a tide to turn. Um, I would say use your pulpit to speak about body, mind and spirit health yeah. and teach your sheep. Imagine that a shepherd being concerned about the diet of his sheep. Wow. Right? So we have to love our people, not just in their spirit, right? Keep, love them in their body, love them in their mind and help them become whole. I have had people come to our altar and we are a faith church. I mean, if you come to my altar and ask for prayer for something, we're going to call down a miracle. Yep. And then I actually had a guy came up for intestinal problems. I prayed over him. Amen. Tell me what you eat. And he literally looked at me and he said, junk. Oh. And I said, brother, you're going to be right back down here 
you know, in a few months. Let's yep. talk about that. I had been to church with that man for 20 years and he, I have seen him once since then. And it's just really sad. Like you start messing with people's food, their money, you know, and they get a little strange, but I believe if they hear the message from several places, they hear it from your pulpit, they see it in your communications and writing and they see it in your life and they see the fruit of it. And they see that your skin looks better and they see Mm. you have more energy. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm in my twenties. I literally do. I'll be, I'm 55. I just turned 55. And I, I believe that that is the answer to your question. If we be yep. the example and we just spill forth with it, people will follow. Well, didn't Jesus walk the earth and as a, as you know, in the, in the epitome of God, but in the epitome of human being, numinous, didn't he walk the earth as a well person drawing people to him because they had, he had something that they wanted. And yeah. part of that is just health, because like you said, originally, what is it you want? Well, they came to him because they wanted to be well. And I, I think that really sums up what you're saying. I love that beautifully put. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Um, you've got a lot of resources and stuff. What, what are you working on next? Well, I am, as I said, going to be finishing up my degree soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got another book I'm about to start writing. So that will also be coming out with uh, Baker Books. And it's called Give It to God and Go to Bed. And it is a book about sleep, something I have earned the right to write about. Yes, you have. I've always been a Sabbath keeper, but like eight hours sleep a night. I, I am a firm believer you should try to get that every night. You spend, spend a third of your life in bed. Um, but there are reasons that we don't, you know, when we're working too hard and we're praying too little. So the book addresses all of those things and then dips back around to my, my dreams group that I, that really first started following me when I became a Baker author. And so Mm -hmm. the book is going to deal with sleep, rest, prayer, and then the devil tries to steal your sleep because he wants to steal your dreams and steal communication with the Lord. So, so there's that I'll be working on that. But, um, but I also, I don't know if this is what you were referring to, but I have a essential oil line that is wow we actually got it patented last year um it's a neurological oil line this is quiet brain and um, our main customer testimonies with this are uh for insomnia Mm -hmm. anxiety migraines things like that seizures and that's like frankincense myrrh sandalwood those type really you know heavy oil sharp brain is for cognitive issues, memory issues, and that's mm-hmm. essential oil and cinnamon. There's like eight oils and it smells so good. You want to drink it. I call it aromatherapy breakfast in a bottle. Ah. And then happy brain. <laughs> this is our happy one. And it is all the citrus oils and peppermint and spearmint. And it is just to, it's like appetite suppression, combat depression, that type thing. And I mean, so that's what we are knee deep in right now yeah. is, is that's flying off the shelves because people, as we started out by saying, are looking for alternatives to get healthy. And I'm determined to put resources into their hands. <laughs> we have to, I mean, in, in our offices here in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we have essential oils throughout that we use. And uh, I can tell you friends, those, those work, they're real uh, frequencies are real and they yeah. are part of the healing modality in our lives that we are missing, missing, missing. Um, you have a ton of resources. I was looking at your website again, very powerful. How is the best or best ways for people can connect with you? They can go, they can find everything I do, my books, my oils, uh, my speaking, my television show. All of those have different websites, but you can mm-hmm. just go to Laura Harris Smith, 
com, lauraharrismith.com, and you can click around and find your way to all of it. And by the way, that's why my show is called The Three, is for body, mind, and spirit. I have people ask me all of the time, is it for the Trinity or whatever? I'm like, well, yeah, that works. And that works. Three guests on each show, uh, well, counting me, but primarily it's that's baked into everything I do, body, mind, and spirit. Well, I am truly admire you, and I'm really um, honored to connect because it is it is clear from our listeners today that there's a there's a language that we share that needs to be shared and taught more across this world. We need to gather this. This is gathering that that perhaps that 300 of Gideon's army that are going to go out there and fight without fear. And we're already one, so we need to walk in it. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's people out there right now that um, are struggling with their health. You know, they don't know what to do. They're looking for answers. Um, what would you say, what's the word for them today from God's heart through your heart to them? I would say pray and ask God to give you his strategy for your health. You know you want to feel better. You know you're tired of saying, I'm too young to feel this old. Um, mm. Ask him, and he will show you. And I hope he leads you to my side, because, I mean, I yeah. I spend, I would spend 24 hours a day, if the Lord would let me, yeah. on this, helping get the tools into people's hands. But I would say, ask him, and he will show you. And then once he shows you what to eat, when to pray, you got to get yourself in a local church, feed your spirit too, you know, and then emotionally, you're going to start changing. Um, he's going to help you deal with hurts and traumas and all these things that are affecting the chemistry, actual chemistry of your body. Once he gives you that blueprint, you're going to be a different person. So really mm -hmm. press into him on that. Um, you know, every, I never write the same book twice, but I can honestly say that any book that I've ever written, I'd say in the last decade, has had that theme in it. So yeah. anything you pick up from me is going to have that in it. Well, we're going to have some of your themes in our office. So friends, you guys that are here, connect with us around the country and around the world. Uh, we're going to have some of these resources that we're going to get in your hands because I want to support uh, people of like mind and really support what you're doing. Um, Laura, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I'm very, um, my wife and I, on behalf of Dr. Michelle, and I just thank you for taking some time with us today. It's a, it's an honor. I appreciate your passion. I appreciate your um, uh, forcefulness in being bold to speak it because we cannot um, hold back. You spoke it in love, but you spoke it in boldness and courage and, and really appreciate that. So thank you for that. Thank you. Let's do something together in the future. I feel like we're supposed to. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've got some things in mind for that. I really do. And I'm going to connect with you probably today, a little later about that. Because I, I tell you, you, you are a, you're a dynamo and well done. Uh, keep working. So uh, thank you once again. You too. All right. Take care, Dr. Mark. Well, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it so much. Uh, there's one thing I always ask people to do is subscribe and find out what episode's coming out next and who it's about. Um, you've worked very hard, ladies and gentlemen, to keep your health at top-notch pace. Don't let anything sneak in and, and create a, a breakage in the link uh, to your optimum health. So we'll look forward to seeing you next week on our next podcast.